And welcome back to another edition of the Two Minute Warning Show. I'm your host Caputo, and let's get right into it. We're going to just mention a couple of the highlight games in Week Two. I just want to say, starting off that Week Two easily, and I think a lot of us can agree, bloody Sunday football. Really, just bloody Week Two, bloody NFL, man. There is, I've never seen so many injuries and not to just start, not only just start, just players all around the league. And it, it just, it just, the whole day was just, every five seconds you fell around those one, around those one o'clock games, it was just ACL this, MCL that, knee this, hamstring that. I'm just going to throw off a couple of the big major injuries going off, starting with the 49ers. Poor Nick Bosa, the star defensive player of that team. Torn ACL out for the season. Defensive rookie last year. One of many players who got him into the Super Bowl. And just a good all-around football player. We're done seeing him after two games this year. And now we have to wait till next year. Solomon Thomas, the other defensive tackle on the team, also suffering an ACL injury. And Raheem Mostead, the uh, running back of the 49ers, also suffering a knee injury. And uh, was taken off the game. He's going to be out for week three, it looks like. And uh, Tevin Coleman is also expecting to miss multiple games with a knee injury. It's just, <laughs> the, the list goes on. And then Jimmy G with an ankle injury. And this is just one team, by the way, folks. This is one team, one game. There's many more injuries to come. It was just the 49ers just getting the brunt of it. Just flat out worse. Then we move to the New York Giants. Saquon Barkley. ACL out for the season, just just devastating, terrible to see. They're really the heart and soul of that whole team, especially the offense, and now he's gone. Just shows you Giants can't catch any luck to start this season. And Sterling Shepard also out with a toe injury. He was just placed in the hour. He's going to miss at least the next three games as well. They just can't catch a break, especially guys like Shepard, who normally suffer from concussion injuries. Now he's getting toe injuries. Just can't catch a break. Tyrod Taylor was stabbed in the lung by accident, and he was ruled out for his game. And I think he pretty much lost his starting job because because the doctor accidentally poked him with a needle that he was supposed to help with his ribs. Instead, he punctured the man's lung. And because of that, he lost his starting job because Herbert comes in and has an awesome game. Poor Tyrod Taylor didn't even get a chance to really prove himself again this year. Guy just gets screwed off a bad needle plug, man. That's terrible. Christian McCaffrey, he is done for at least the next three games as well. He's on the IR. He suffered a hamstring injury. And that the people that were really pumping up him this year for fantasy, he was off to a great start too in those first two games. It's a shame that uh, a guy like, with that much talent, he's out for a few games, at least minimum three, they're saying. Hoping for the best for him as well. Paris Campbell, he was carted off the field. Looks like a quad injury. He's going to be out for the season. Just another uh, starting receiver gone for them. Maybe it might give Michael Pittman the rookie stud on the second-round pick. Maybe that helps him get some more chances now. We'll see. And Malik Hooker, oh, they're stud free safety. Love this guy. ACL done for the year. Just terrible, terrible news. And we're only getting started here with the injuries. Devontae Adams suffered a hamstring injury. He left the game. He's questionable for the Monday night game. So uh, we're going to have to see what happens there. Cam Akers 
rookie running back for the Rams, suffered an injury, a rib injury. He was out for the game. He's questionable for this weekend. And uh, Malcolm Brown, who I, I believe he had a uh, finger injury, it was his thumb or his pinky, one of those. He's even questionable for the weekend. Doesn't look good for him as well either. And then this one, devastating for a nice young core team was talking about last week, the Broncos. Drew Locke ruled out. Uh, was ruled out for this game with a shoulder injury. He's going to miss a few weeks as well. And their uh, star uh, wide receiver, uh, Cortland Sun, also done for the year. He tore his ACL. He's done. Knee ligaments all jammed up. Just The list just keeps on going. Byron Jones left his game with a groin injury. Not really sure what his status is going to next week. I'm sure he's questionable. Anthony Bard, Vikings, done for the season. ACL. I mean, this is unbelievable. The running back Mike Boone, concussion. He's done for a while. Jets wide receiver uh, Brashad Perriman was uh, done with an ankle injury. He's questionable for the weekend. Might miss some time. Uh, Bruce Irving, Monday night game, or excuse me, the Sunday night game. Uh, he had a torn ACL. He's done for the season. And then Washington football team, Brandon Sheriff, suffered an MCL sprain. He's Done for three to five weeks. <laughs> just, and then the Eagles, Isaac Saramalo, their starting left guard, is going to miss some time too with a knee injury. And then coming into today, I heard that Jalen Rager is going to miss a lot. Of, he's going to miss half the season now with his injury. I believe his injury, uh, let me just look it up here so I don't get it wrong off the rip. I want to say it was, let's see, pulling it up. Jalen Rager would miss some time with the uh, UCL tear in his thumb. UCL tear in his thumb. They said he'll miss half the season because of that. Just oh, the list goes on with injuries. Just a purge. It was a pure purge. Purge son. Purge week two, man. Just purge. Just injuries, left and right, man. It just stinks, especially for fancy people this year. That's not all too good start. I just fear that there's going to be more injuries to come because week one there was a lot of big injuries too, and now we're only two weeks in and we got some major players out for teams. It's also going to shift playoff now. For a lot of teams. Who knows if they can't find guys to step up and be the next guy up. It's going to be tough. But I'm only, I'm not going to go through all Week 2's uh, games. I'm only going to go through, I thought, which were the biggest games of Week 2. The biggest highlights. And then I'll get into a quick Week 3 discussion. But the one game I want to start off in Week 2 that was just disappointing. Uh, a great game, but disappointing as the ending. is like, how did they how did they blow this one? The Atlanta-Dallas game. Dallas 40, Atlanta 39. Phew. Close game in the end, just high scoring all around. But the disappointing part is the Atlanta Falcons special teams, guys. Don't know the rules. You've been playing football for how long and you don't know the freaking rules? Come on, guys. The ball onside kick, the Dallas Cowboys, since they are the kicking team, they can't touch the ball until it crosses 10 yards. You can touch the ball and grab it whenever the ball comes near you, and they just stared at the ball. They stared at it. What, you think it was just going to freaking pop up and jump in your arms? What are you doing? What are you doing? It's just stupid, stupid stuff there, guys. Come on, that's bonehead high school football, JV football dummy stuff right there. Morons just standing there just staring at the ball like a cheeseburger on your dish. Come on, man. Jump on the freaking football. You would have won the game. Because they had to go down and get the game-winning field goal. Dummies, dummies, dummies. But overall, besides that one moment, it was a really good game. And a game that the Falcons just really could cause some coaching firing. Special teams coach, maybe. Or maybe even Dan Quinn. He's on the hot seat this year. It's off a good start. He couldn't even get fired before the season's done if he doesn't start getting some wins here. 
Uh, second game on my list that I wanted to jump on was the Sunday night game. That game in particular, the New England-Seattle game, Seattle 35, New England 30. Also, a very, very exciting football game. High scoring on both parts. Cam Newton doing his thing, proving to everyone that he's still a stud, still can play the game. Russell Wilson proving to everyone once again he deserves the MVP. The man threw five touchdowns, for crying out loud. And week one, he threw four. How much more does this guy need to prove that he is the MVP? Come on, we got to give this guy an MVP vote. He's already got a Super Bowl championship. Now let's give this guy an MVP. Make him even more of a Hall of Famer. And add on to that criteria. Jeez, what a great high-scoring game. And also, just the only thing I had a problem with this game was the bonehead play call at the end there. Well, goal line. And the, of all the guys on their roster, they're going to run it on the goal line. I get it if you're going to run it, but wouldn't you give it to a guy like Rex Buckhead, who's a little bit more of a running back, fullback kind of guy? And you gave it to Cam Noon, which I think the entire Seahawks defense knew the ball was going to go to Cam Noon as soon as they were going to run it. And it was just terrible blocking by the Patriots, and the Seahawks stuffed them in the end. I personally would have ran a play-action fake and just rolled around throw a little open tight end or something. I just didn't know where they were going with that play call. It was just bonkers to me that they thought that was the right move. But, I mean, I'm not the NFL coach, so... Bill Belichick, I thought, would be a lot better than that play call. But overall, exciting game. You know, Patriots still proving that they could be the team this year. I, you know... It, it's going to be the sky's the limit for that team. They could still probably win that division. The only team that they really have to worry about is the Buffalo Bills. So who knows what's going to go forward with that. But interesting to see. Watch New England. They're going to be exciting to watch. I think I, I personally think we more exciting with Cam Newton than they were with Tom Brady. So exciting to watch with a guy like Cam Newton. Switches up a bit with the running, and he's still got the arm. And then Seahawks, like I said, you got to watch him. MVP time. It's MVP time, Mr. Russell Wilson, watch this guy. He's going to be good. And the final game I want to jump into that I thought was all, uh, not an exciting game, but it was more just a surprising just blowout it really in the second half more than the first was the Las Vegas Raiders, man. Thank you, uh, Chris Berman. The Raiders playing against the New Orleans Saints who surprisingly, Drew Brees did not look himself. Got the passing yards, but just couldn't get the touchdowns going in this one. Not till late. And the Vegas Raiders, man, just tearing it up. Josh Jacobs, he didn't even have to really do much in this one. He only had 88 yards, and Darren Waller was the receiving leader with 103. But they just look great, the Vegas Raiders. 2-0 to start the season, man. I'm liking some Vegas Raiders. I'm excited to see them going forward. I've always liked the black and silver, man. I think the new uh, Vegas look is just slick. I like it better than Oakland. It's just some Vegas. I mean, Vegas must be this something in the drinking water of Vegas. Because, I mean, they had the hockey team, the Vegas Knights, go to the Stanley Cup their first year. And then they went to the, they finished in the conference finals again this year. And now you got the Raiders, their first two games of the season. And they're 2-0 in week three. I mean, something's going on in Vegas. Maybe they got to put some uh, an NBA team in there next. They already got a WNBA team, I think, in there. So they got to think of possibly NBA. Mm, they're thinking of relocating another team. I think Seattle was one of the teams, possibly, the NBA relocation. But mm, maybe Vegas might be the right move there, man. Same thing with throwing a – you want to make another baseball team. I they, I go Vegas. Why not? Let's put it all on uh, – you know, put, put – Put it all on black and roll the, roll the ball there. See what happens, you know? Interesting, interesting, interesting game. Derek Carr, 
like I said, really needs to prove himself, and he really proved himself in that Week 2 game as well, and uh, I'm happy for him. I like Derek Carr. I always have been. You know, I just think the former Fresno Bulldog, you know, really coming out of the shadow of his brother, who was a really good star in college, has never panned out in the NFL with that horrible Houston Texans team he had in the beginning. But we'll see going forward with the Raiders. I'm excited to see what they they could do going forward. It's going to be uh, interesting nonetheless. But going into some Week 3, week three matchups here, we got the Thursday night game tomorrow night. Miami versus Jacksonville. Gardner Mishu, man, this guy I'm really rooting for. I, I like Gardner Mishu a lot this year. You know, I thought he was pretty good last year. Uh, you know, mediocre at best. You know, but, you know, this year he's really proven himself. And I'm ex- I, I root for guys like that. That under, I love underdog mentalities, man. This guy, was t- coming in this year, all you heard was fire sale, worst team, going to be the first overall pick, and they're going to waste it on. No, not waste it, but they're going to just draft most likely a quarterback, which is going to be Trevor Lawrence at Clemson. And then poor Gardner Mishu is basically either going to become the second string the following year or maybe even get traded. I don't know. But he's proven right now that, like, hey, man, I'm still here. You know, I'm st- I'm, st- I'm the guy. You know, he's, I'm, he's, he's throwing the ball a lot, and he's getting in the end zone, man. He's, he's working hard, proving himself, man. I really hope this kid can do it. Personally, I, I really hope. I'm rooting for Jacksonville tomorrow night against Miami. Exciting game, I think so. You know, we're going to see Fitz Magic, who came off a terrible week one, pushed it back again in week two. Look at the old Fitz Magic. So we got the beard versus the mustache. So which side are you going on? You going on the beard for Fitzpatrick? You going for the mustache for Jacksonville and Garner Misha? I'm going mustache this week. I'm also a big Fitzpatrick guy, but this week, got to go with the mustache. Stash is definitely. The way to go. Then we also got Chicago at Atlanta. Chicago, you know, interesting team. 2-0 also. Crazy that they're 2-0. It's another team that no one expected. Mr. Binsky just doing his best to keep himself alive as an NFL starting quarterback. And rightfully so. He's doing a good job. He's 2-0. Atlanta, disappointing 0-2. I mean, come on, guys. Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, what are we doing here? I know Julio, also another guy you can throw on the injury list because he injured his hamstring during the game this weekend too. Oh, more injuries, right? So he's questionable for the weekend. Even if he doesn't show, they still got Calvin Ridley. Justin Gage, that third guy who's been tearing up the first two weeks in the NFL too. The sky's the limit for them. They got to get moving though. They got to get a W. So this could be a big weekend for them. If they start 0-3, don't be surprised if there's gonna be some coaching changes soon. It's gonna to be tough for Atlanta, but I think you know they're at Atlanta. I think home field advantage really is a big thing for them, even though it doesn't really matter because no fans. But it's just nice playing in your hometown. You know what I'm saying? So I'm gonna go Atlanta with this one. I would like to see Atlanta get the W in this one. Los Angeles at Buffalo. Good game here. Uh, I'm going Buffalo. I still think Buffalo is just one of the top teams this year. You know, Josh Allen finally starting to you know square himself away as the man in Buffalo and just overall in the NFL is being a top quarterback too. So only thing you got to look for this one, Jalen Ramsey on Stefan Diggs. But the last time they had a top guy on him when it was week one and you had uh, Jalen Ramsey on Amari Cooper, Cooper still held his own. 
You know, besides the big hit that he dropped for a fumble that ended up getting turned back, it wasn't a fumble. You know, Diggs might be able to beat him out with speed, so interesting to see what happens there. But look for that to be a big plus for the Rams if that happens to stop the pass. But they still got John Brown. Got to watch out for Johnny Brown. Guy's good. And Aaron Donald, you know, beast. So they just got to do double coverage as much as they can on him, even though it didn't really work out as well for week one. You want to go back and watch that video of him pushing the, the two guards out of the way and then tackling the quarterback. Just, you really can't stop that guy. It's just, he's a brick wall. He's amazing. Uh, Washington at Cleveland. This is like the poop game. Man, this is the toilet bowl of the toilet bowls. Cleveland, I just, they're just disappointing. I know they won last week and it was a good win and everything, but I mean, they're just disappointing to me. There's so much, they, they have so much potential to be a top team and they just continue to disappoint. And then Washington football team is just Washington. They're just a disappointing franchise of all. But I'll go Cleveland on this one because their Washington team is just, even though they, with that defensive line is good, the offense is just terrible. So they really can't do anything. Only offense they got there is Terry McLaurin. And then Antonio Gibson, who uh, I think is going to be their lead runner going forward the rest of the year, he's a stud. He's going to be. A, he's gonna do a lot of good things for that running game for them. So it was a good thing they drafted him, and he's a starter now. So good for that kid. He's going to be good going forward. Tennessee at Minnesota. I feel like this one's just going to be freaking barn burner, man. This is going to be high-powered offense on both sides. Oh, man. And Tennessee is a hot team right now, but Minnesota's do. Damn, they just got... I don't know. That's another team where just defense is just tough for them this year. I don't know what it is. I'm going to go Tennessee on this one, but I think it's going to be high scoring to the end. And Minnesota could still pick up the win here. This game I can't wait to watch. Vegas Raiders, baby, against Cam Newton and the Patriots. This is another game, man, you really got to watch. A Vegas Raiders, people. Come on. Yeah, I love me some Raiders. I really think this team's going to go 3-0. I think it, uh, Cam Newton is going to be the biggest problem. I think if they could just contain Cam Newton, you know, they got the W here. I mean, if they figure out a way to contain Drew Brees for the most half, I think they could find a way to contain Cam Newton. So look for the Raiders, man, to shock the world and go 3-0 and to start this season. I mean, they're all all—they're just fun to watch, man. Exciting. Yeah, so let's go <laughs> Let's go for the Raiders there. I think they're going to go 3-0. San Francisco the Giants. This is another poop bowl game. I know I'm a Giants fan, but, geez, they're just disappointing to watch. It's been two weeks. I'm already done watching this team, man. And they just signed Devontae Freeman, but he can only do so much. Let's be realistic. I hope he does a lot. I hope he can at least get a run game going for us, something we've neglected in the last couple weeks. And Deion Lewis, I hope, can help there, too, in the run-receiving game. But I don't know. And then San Francisco got, a, like we read before, all those injuries. So his game, to me, is going to be boring. But I think the Giants will take advantage of all those injuries and pick up their first win here. I think finally this is the first win of the season for the Giants. If they lose this week, then I hope they don't lose. <laughs> if the Giants lose this week, basically, I hope they just lose the rest of the season so we can just get the first overall pick and draft somebody because they're just a disgrace right now, and I just don't even want to talk about my own team. Terrible, but I think I think Danny Dines will figure it out, so let's see what happens. Cincinnati in Philadelphia. Dude, Philadelphia's just bad, too. This is another team that just came in with, like, an odd question mark team with a weird free agency and a weird draft. Just didn't do as much as they we all thought they would do, and they're just disappointing. It's just like, I don't know what's going on there. And 
I think the Bengals are going to get there. Both these teams are 0 2. And I just think the Bengals are going to get win number one here. Just this Eagles team in general is just sloppy. Carson Wentz can't figure it out. The defense is just giving up all these points. I think Joe Burrow, who's been playing, who came off a really good week too, is going to just demolish this team. He's got Tyler Boyd, A.J. Green. Uh, it's Mixon, I think, is going to have a big game here too. Uh, I just think Bengals get win number one here. I still can't see the Eagles just going to win. I just think they're going to get upset here again and just disappoint. Houston just... That's a team where Bill O'Brien, he's going to be on the hot seat. I think he's going to be gone soon with the way his play calling has been. It's a shame. I like Houston, too. I'm a big Deshaun Watson guy. But that Hopkins trade, I think, really changed the dynamic of this offense, man. It's just disappointing. The defense, J.J. Watt, Zach Cunningham, studs. Uh, Roger McKinney, stud. But like then there's no other D-linemen that are good. Uh, no other pass rushers that are good. And their D-backs are all trash in my opinion they're not really doing anything they're just giving up the, the deep ball a lot and they're going up against a tough Pittsburgh defense uh, yeah Pittsburgh defense and then Big Ben's been looking pretty good coming back man and Chase Claypool from Notre Dame love me some Notre Dame football and a lot of love for Notre Dame players he had a good week too second round pick and Notre Dame Chase Claypool remember that name he's going to be big I think eventually he'll be the other starting wide receiver next to Juju by the end of the season, maybe even sooner. The place like he did last week. Kid's a stud. I'm going Pittsburgh all the way with this one. Another team might fall to 0-3. Sheesh. Jets and Colts. I think Colts probably at the top of the Jets. The Jets are just bad as the other New York team. I think Colts are going to just go all over them. Jonathan Taylor, man, represent South Jersey boy. I think he's just going to have a field day. You know, and I hope Michael Pittman, who gets a little bit the more playing time this week too with Paris Campbell done for the season. Hopefully this will be Michael Pittman's big breakout game like we saw with Claypool. Maybe Pittman has that kind of game out this week. So Colts all the way with that. Ron Rivers gonna he's licking his chops ready to throw the ball down the field. Carolina and Chargers, man. Carolina scores a lot, but their defense is one of the worst in the NFL. That's why I still think that with and now with Justin Herbert who made his debut last week. He was so good. Herbert has been officially announced as a starter again for this week. He, that's really the main reason why I think. With Tyrod Taylor, I think it's a close game. With Herbert, I think he just blows it out. I think Herbert's going to be great going forward for Los Angeles. Great kid. I think. I don't even think I know Los Angeles is going to win this game. As long as the defense holds its own, they're going to win. Carolina's offense scores a lot of points, but it's the defense that's really got to figure it out. So I'm going Chargers all the way with that one. Especially that kid, Joshua Kelly, stud. Second uh, second string running back, man. He's killing it this year. Uh, he continues to do good, man. Keep killing it, Kelly. Uh, Tampa Bay at Denver. You know, they with two starters out on the offense. Driscoll, I think, is the quarterback there. They got Blake Bortles, another bad quarterback who just signed this week. He's probably not going to start this game. They're most likely going to be Driscoll this week. Uh, and Jerry G's a rookie and I think KJ Hammer is going to get a little more playing time this one, but they can only do so much. It's really going to be, I think, Noah Pham's going to get the most targets here. And Melvin Gordon as well, but oof, tough, tough, tough. I think Tampa Bay still comes out with this one. Tom Brady will come in, figure it out, and I think Tampa Bay defense is starting to figure it out. Rough week one. Okay week two. I think they click a little better on defense this week and take advantage of a backup quarterback. 
In Detroit at Arizona. Arizona, man, I've been talking about this all season long so far. Another team with a possible MVP-type quarterback already, Kyle Murray. And then DeAndre Hawkins, too, man. Enough said with those two. That's all you got to say is just those two in the sentence, and it's a winning team. Arizona, I think, definitely gets the win here in Detroit. Detroit's just another disappointing franchise and needs to figure it out and start from scratch, sadly. I think it could be the end of Matt Stafford. Not his fault. I just think he goes to another team next year. It's a good quarterback. I just see them being a team that's just going to start from scratch. Also fire their head coach. I think he's terrible. As a head coach, he should just go back to being defense coordinator. Bluto from Popeye. He was terrible. Uh, Dallas at Seattle. It's another good game I'm going to like. Big passing and just high-powered offenses here. Dak versus Russell. I love this matchup, and I love this game. I'm definitely going to try to watch this game if it's on TV. If not, I'm going to re-red zoning it. This game is going to be high-powered. I'm going Seattle with this one, though. I love it. Love this game. It's going to be so much fun. And then this is why I'm really hyped. These next two games here. These last two. This Sunday night game. Give me the Hall of Fame quarterbacks, man. Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers versus Drew Brees and the New Orleans Saints. You couldn't have asked for a better Sunday night football game, man. That is going to be exciting. And I'll tell you right now, I'm going Green Bay on this one. Michael, they really, with New Orleans not having Michael Thomas the week, I think that's really one of the big reasons why they couldn't beat the Raiders. They had Michael Thomas, they probably would have won. But not having Michael Thomas has really shown, yes, Drew Brees does spread the roll around, and he could still find like these young guys and talent to get them in, but I think he misses Michael Thomas, and I think it's going to be big. But here's the thing, if Devontae Adams is in play this week, we could be seeing the same thing, so it could be a very similar matchup without both these big targets. Would we have liked to see Devontae Adams and Michael Thomas? Yeah, but, you know, you, <laughs> injuries, man. That's what happens when you're on preseason. It screwed everything up. But I still think Green Bay is going to win this game, and that's going to be a fun, exciting game to watch. But, like I said, look for Alvin Kamara to have a big game as well because he really did step up the week before, so he's probably going to do that again. So look for him with some big touches. And then on Monday night game, it's like, come on, you can't ask for any better football in week three. This week three schedule is awesome at the end here. Kansas City. Patty Mahomes versus Lamar Jackson, Baltimore, Monday Night Football. Come on. Come on. They purposely put that as a Monday Night Football game, so we have to wait all, not even all week. We have to wait till next week just to watch this game. That game is going to be so much fun. Also going to be just a high-powered offenses, and Baltimore was one of the top defenses in the league this year in two weeks, man. look, Let's see if they can figure it out or if the Chiefs are going to be the first team to actually put some points on them, man. Oh, it's, it's football week three. is It's going to be a good time. You definitely have to watch this week, man. But the one thing you got to look out for is that's been key these first two weeks is the injuries. It's a problem for the NFL. The ACLs and the hammies, man. Are just all over the place, and it's it's gonna be a long year. Thank God for the COVID; they've all been testing negative. You know, it has many of those problems yet that could come down the line. Though. I don't want to be negative, Nancy, but I mean, baseball had all those problems. Luckily, hockey and NBA figured it out. So hopefully, they're just taking a page out of their books and figuring it out. I know they eventually said they want to possibly do a bubble thing for the playoffs, which I think they should, because if it worked for hockey and if it worked for the NBA, do a bubble. I mean. It definitely will work for the NFL. So just let's hope they can just get this season with no COVID problems. And then when the playoffs come, 
I'm happy with them doing just all bubble playoffs just to keep things a lot safer. So we'll see, man. Injuries, I think, is the key thing to watch out for this week, man. So let's just keep our fingers crossed. There's no one likes to see anyone injured. It's tough, man. I don't, even, I don't care if it's a guy on a team you don't like. You know, that's, you know, these. These guys, they don't deserve that. That's tough because some of these guys can never come back the same. And they go from superstars to nobodies just like that. So hopefully no more injuries. Let's all just hope for no more injuries this week three. But look for week three, like I said, the big games, the Sunday night game, the Monday night game. And then if you want like a good game at the 4 o'clock hour, I would definitely look towards the Seattle-Dallas game. And then a big game, the 1 o'clock hour. I'd say Vegas, yeah. Vegas-New England would be my 1 o'clock game I keep an eye on. So look for those to be like your 1 o'clock. You're, you're looking for one game each one. I'd say Vegas and New England, 1 o'clock. Uh, Dallas-Seattle at 4. And then you definitely got to watch Sunday Night Football, Green Bay, New Orleans. And Monday Night Football, Kansas City-Baltimore. Well, that's going to do it for me this week of the uh, two-minute warning show. Real quick, I want to give a shout-out to my One Buddies podcast. Yes, my former co-host, Mr. Ryan Brown, and his podcast, Basement Banter. Listen to it, man. It's an awesome podcast. Pretty much talks about everything. He does sports. He does life. He does movies. It's your basic just just sitting around, everyone in the basement, just bantering about whatever's on your goddamn mind. Watch it. It's a really good watch. Please watch it. Also, shout-out to my... Man at Rojas Media, another sports podcast. Watch him. He's got a lot of good stuff. Man, he's he's a good kid. He just started his podcast. Rojas Media, look it up. Mr. Francisco Rojas, my boy, worked on him when I worked for WIP Sports Radio. He's a good kid. Rojas Media, look that up. Good sports. He also has a tennis podcast it's called fuzzy balls i believe he's still running that as well you can look up your tennis guy look up fuzzy balls <laughs> it's a good podcast name francisco rojas at rojas media podcast and he's also got fuzzy balls podcast tennis podcast so look him up look up ryan brown with the basement banner if you're looking for just a quality just bannering around stuff awesome stuff also look at my boy jeff pino and his rap podcast called rap addicts mag it's a rap podcast looking for some old school rap this kid knows his stuff man it's a cool podcast to listen to if you're into the old school rap stuff not any of the new era stuff man just all old school stuff my man jeff pino rap addicts mag give that guy a listen another great podcast as well but that's gonna do for me in this edition of two minute warning show spread the word for my show too man your boy caputo two minute warning show coming at you on apple Podcasts. Come and listen to my show, please. I mean, I'm coming back for a reason. I want to get this show back on its feet again. So give me a shout-out to your friends. Spread the word, all right? I'll see you guys again next week. Have a good weekend and watch some football. Be safe.